and go. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Welcome to Shit That Happens, episode two, coming at you live from our <laughs> living room. It's not going to be live by the time it gets to you, but right now it is. Um, how was everybody's week? <laughs> I'm Kayla, <laughs> by the way. Hey, no, we introduced ourselves last time. Do we have to do it again? Oh, okay, so that's Kayla. So this is Kayla. This is Kayla. Um, <laughs> this is us. <laughs> Cute. Um, Great show. My week was all right. I started school, and that was exhausting, but it's my last semester before I graduate and be, a, like, a real adult, so I got to just pull through it, even though I'm already stressed. You're already stressed. Oh, boy. But you yeah. got this. Thank you. You always got this. I just need a lot of help from alcohol and... Yeah, that's it. Such a <laughs> How was your week, Jennifer? Um, I'm Jen, and uh, my week was all right. I just work a lot. You just work a lot? Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you cool. gave my sister a free drink. Oh, yes, yes. Or, did you give her a free no, drink? No, I didn't oh, give her a free drink, but I said <laughs> every single time she comes into my store, I'll give her whatever she likes. That's Jen's cute, a so. barista at Rhymes with Smarshmucks. Smarshmucks, or Starbies is what I like to call it. She's certified. Hashtag Ooh, certified. You're certified as a barista? Oh, bitch. Got my pin and everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my week was fine. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> I'm always crying. Wait, you know what? something good that you did this week that was what? awesome? No. You fixed our sink. <laughs> oh, I fixed our sink. So our garbage disposal, much like all other things in our apartment, broke. Um... And our uh, landlord, like, property management place is so good at getting back to us about things. <laughs> and so it was broken for, like, the whole week. And it was just, like, backing up gross water, like, full of, like, food and coffee grounds and stuff like that. So good. And yeah. then yesterday I was whining at my aunt about it. And she was like, oh, just stick, like, a wooden spoon down there and move it around until it works again. <laughs> and so I did that, and it freaking works now. So, like, that, I'm stoked. Like, that's adulting level 9,000. Yeah. Yeah, you did I fixed thing. an appliance. Shout out. Yeah, so it was so, a good week for you. So that was a good week for me. <laughs> yeah, how was your week, Keaton? It was all right. I just work a lot also. So, you know. And where do you work? I, I work at an Alzheimer's special care center. And what do you do there? I wash dishes. <laughs> I thought you were promoted to caregiver. I, I was supposed to, but there's a lot of stuff. I don't want to get into it here, but it just they're basically not yet. letting me oh. right at the moment. Yes. Very, very well said. Yeah. Okay, yes. they're very. basically okay. not letting me. Well, okay, right. so there's that. Um, okay, well, should so, we Should yeah. we do an update on the story that we were talking about at the end of last yes. episode? Yes. You go ahead and take the reins on that, because that is we'll your department, my good friend. The Chris Watts story. Chris Watts. So if you guys don't remember, last week we were talking about this guy, Chris Watts, who lives in Frederick, Colorado, and he killed his, supposedly killed his wife and two kids, and he had lied about it at first, and then he was like, no, just kidding, actually, I know where they are. So, an update on that. Just kidding, story. I remembered that I was lying about that. Yeah, so here's, his defense basically is saying... He saw his wife um, strangling his, 
one of their daughters over a, via a baby monitor. And while the other daughter was, like, lying on the, on the bed blue. So he, like, decided that that was not okay and he needed to kill his wife because of it. So now he's claiming that he didn't kill all of them. He killed his wife because she killed the two kids. Jennifer, would you like to add on to that? Um, so new discovery, or it's not really new discovery, but what came out was that he had, he was having an affair with a co-worker that he worked with. Um, but there's, like, no de- new details on that. And, like, everything's kind of, like, they're just waiting for all the details to come out in court. Oh, my gosh, I'm stressed. But there's, like, new stuff coming out every day. Oh, my gosh. It just keeps getting more and more crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we'll keep you guys updated with that as it things transpire. Yeah. As events transpire. Okay. So far, I think he did all of it because... I that's who I am. I think I'm I'm skeptical of everybody basically. That's probably a good Even way to be as a friends. as a reporter. <laughs> that's yeah. a good way to be. <laughs> um wow, yeah. yeah. So there's so there's that new shit that happened there. It's so sad. Yeah. That was the shit that happened. That's it's, the shit that happened. Yeah. For this week. Ooh. The motherfucking shit that happened. Oh, oh boy. Damn. Hashtag that. Damn. Hashtag that shit. It might be a little early for the MFs, but all right. <laughs> the it's never too early for the MFs. Um, um, so, yes. oh. Oh, shall we, should we get right into it? Oh, Jennifer? Yeah. Are we doing youngest to oldest? Yeah. Yes, yes, we are. So Keaton's going to so, go first. Okay. Our bright young uh, man, child. A ripe young man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you say ripe or... I said ripe. Did you not? She said rape. <laughs> you have to cut no, that out. Ripe, 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 ripe. Ripe, R-I-P. Say, you can't say rape. I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a word. We don't condone that. I said that. grape. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, grape. <laughs> like grape juice. Okay, go ahead. Jean. Okay. So, to start this off, I... Got all this information from Wikipedia. Yes, <laughs> as did I. Hashtag right. Wiki <laughs> So, I'm going to be talking about the Max Headroom Broadcast Signal Intrusion. I've never Ooh. heard of that until you told it to me earlier. It was a television signal hijacking that occurred in Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. On the evening of November 22nd, 1987. Two Chicago television stations had their... <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> what is this? The <laughs> Two Chicago television stations had their broadcast... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please go. Oh boy, I'm sweating. <laughs> Two Chicago television stations had their broadcast signals hijacked by an unknown person wearing a Max Headroom mask and sunglasses with a homemade Max Headroom background rocking back and forth. Ew. Which Max Headroom was a fictional artificial intelligence character known for his wit and stuttering, distorted, electronically sampled voice. Gross. So, the first incident took place for 25 seconds during the sports cast on the 9pm news on WGN TV Channel 9, and the second took place two hours later after 11 p.m. on PBS affiliate WTTW Channel 11 for about 90 seconds during a broadcast of an episode of Doctor Who. 
The first intrusion happened during the highlights of the Chicago Bears 30-10 home victory over the Detroit Lions that afternoon. The screen went black for 15 seconds and then returned with a person wearing a Max Headroom mask and sunglasses moving around and acting like Max Headroom. His head was in front of a sheet of moving corrugated metal which imitated the electronic background effect used in the Max Headroom TV and movie appearances. No audio other than a buzzing noise and like some oscillating sounds in the background. And That's the hijack weird. was stopped after engineers at WGN switched the frequency of their studio link to the John Hancock Center transmitter. The incident left sports anchor Dan, Dan Brown bemused, and he said, Well, if you're wondering what just happened, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Dan was like, what? <laughs> he went ahead and finished his report on the Bears' victory earlier that day. Dedication. So later that night, around 11.15 p.m. Central Time, Doctor Who, oh, well, it was during an episode of Doctor Who, which is <laughs> <just> really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who appeared suddenly. <laughs> during an episode of Doctor Who, PBS member station WTTW's signal was hijacked by the same person, apparently, this time with a distorted and crackling audio. The show was interrupted, interrupted by television static, and the man in the Max Headroom mask appears saying, that does it, he's a freaking nerd. <laughs> he goes on to mention the WGN sports pundit Chuck Swirsky, who he said he was better than, and he went on to call Swirsky a freaking liberal. Okay. So then the guy goes on to moan and scream and laugh what and do fuck? all sorts of weird stuff Ooh, for a little creepy. bit. I don't like that. And then he starts laughing and uttering various random phrases including the new Coke slogan, Catch the Wave, while holding a Pepsi can, which Max Headroom <laughs> was fuck? a spokesperson for Coca-Cola at the time. Okay. So he tosses the can of Pepsi out of sight, leans forward towards the camera, and flips it off with a giant rubber extension on over his <laughs> I want one. Jen needs some for her time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he picks up the Pepsi can, Sings Your Love is Fading, removes the rubber extension, then began humming the theme song to Clutch Cargo, pausing to say I Still See the X, which a lot of people what? miss, like, misinterpret it on the video as him saying I Stole CVS. Hmm. Okay, so then it gets weirder. Uh, How? So, <laughs> I'm going to. It gets really good. So then he begins to moan painfully exclaiming about his piles, which I found out is a term for hemorrhoids. Oh my god. <laughs> After which, a flatulent sound is heard, and he <laughs> pretends he pretends to defecate. <laughs> After that, he states that he had made a giant masterpiece for all the greatest world newspaper nerds. <laughs> this is <laughs> elevating my heart rate. He holds up a gardening glove, and says, my brother is wearing the other one. He puts on the glove and says, but it's dirty. It's like he got blood stains on it. Oh and then God. he takes it off and throws it off camera in disgust. The picture suddenly cuts over. It gets even worse. Oh, God. The picture suddenly cuts over to a shot of a man's lower torso with what? his buttocks partially exposed. And he's holding the Max Hedger mask in front of the camera with the rubber extension fingers sticking out of its mouth. What? And he starts howling, they're coming to get me. What? An unidentified accomplice in a French maid outfit tells him to bend over, bitch. 
and then starts to spank him with a fly swatter. What, what the fuck? So I mean, he's he's spanking him with the fly swatter, and the man screams, "Oh, do like it!" Partway, and the broadcast got shut off. The transmission blacks out for a few seconds and then returns to the Doctor Who episode. The hijack lasted about 90 seconds. That's the okay. best. All right. That happened in 90 seconds. <laughs> yes. I just Holy blacked out. So shit. I have the video of it happening. Oh my it's god. It's on YouTube. Yes. We'll figure sure. out so, how to do yeah. it. We'll that. Put that Should we watch we'll that? Put, we'll put the link yeah. in the uh, description. You guys can go check it out. Yeah. We'll watch it after. But Wow. Okay. So. So, For starters, I hate when my hemorrhoids act up while I'm hijacking <laughs> public broadcasting. You mean your piles? <laughs> my piles. Yeah. So, WTTW, which maintained its transmitter atop the Sears Tower, found that engineers were unable to stop the hijacker due to the fact that there were no engineers on duty at the Sears Tower at the time of the hijacking. Station spokesman Anders Yocom said that technician... The technicians monitoring the transmission from WTTW headquarters attempted to take corrective measures, but couldn't. By the time our people began looking into what was going on, it was over, he told the Chicago Tribune. WTTW was able to recover copies of the hijacker's telecast with help from Doctor Who fans who had been recording the episode. The participants are still unidentified, and it's never been solved to this day. So they don't know who did it, how they did it, or why they did it. Whoa. Well, so that's a strange thing that Isn't happens. It? <laughs> that's the shit that happens. That's the shit that happens. I don't even know how I feel about that. I don't that's either. That, that that's, like, so creepy. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's like, weird. creepy like it sounds... and unsettling, but also, like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It sounds funny, kind of, like, when you describe it, but then you actually go and watch it, and you're like, this is really uncomfortable. So, like, it makes your skin crawl? And yeah. Like, I can, I can, uh, that gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. That was a good one, though. That's kind of cool, because you kind of think about it like there's no engineers on duty, and that mm-hmm. means he might have been tracking them. Like, you kind of want to know all the details behind it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. was it, like, a weird sort of circumstance, or was it just, like, some punk who was, like, you know what would be real funny is if I go act like a fool and hijack this... Yeah. Like, like, yeah. There are too many, too many unanswered questions. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. okay. All right. All right. That was some Good. shit that happened. That is some shit that happened. Yes. All right. Cool. So I guess you're up next on the docket here. Up right. next on. I like being last. Okay. That's <laughs> nice. <isn't> it? <laughs> um, okay. So mine is. A different kind of event that's not that. <laughs> my brain is still trying to process it and be like, what did I just hear? Um, okay, so my thing that I was researching was uh, ghost ships. So I've got a couple of them I'm going to talk about. Um, the Black Pearl. It, it wasn't the Black Pearl. No. Damn. But maybe later, because there are like so many different stories about ghost ships out there, and they're all very interesting and like kind of eerie, and so I'll probably do more. Ooh. Do more researches on some of those. <laughs> Jen just did a high kick. <laughs> She's really excited. She's so excited. I'm so excited. Um, so the first story I have is about the SS Orang Meaden, if that's how you say that. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, you have more faith in me than I do. Always. Um, 
So this story takes place somewhere between June 1947 and February 1948. The dates are, you know, not exact, and it wasn't even reported on until later on in like 1952. So nobody's what? sure exactly what the it's. It's all very like ambiguous time frame. Um, time frame me. Yes. Time frame. Good. Good. We're making up words. Um. Anyway, so. In sometime between 1947 and 1948, any of the times that could have happened in there, a radio message was received by multiple ships along the Straits of Malaysia. Um, the origins of the message were unknown, but it was sending out an SOS message. Uh, the message came in two separate, or yeah, two separate parts, and they were separated. St- Are you making fun of me? She's making baby fingers. She's making baby you. fingers. <laughs> That's why I said you needed finger extenders. Um, anyway, two messages came through. They were separated by Morse code that couldn't be deciphered. The first message says, All officers, including the captain, are dead, lying in chart room and bridge, possibly whole crew dead. And the second message said, I die. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a text message I sent you guys. That's how I know you're texting. The whole crew might be there. I die. <laughs> fucking weird so nothing else came through after that so two american ships picked up the message and decided to investigate um the coordinates traced from the listening post to a dutch freighter the ss ring Eden, maybe that's how that is pronounced um and the american merchant ship the silver star was sent to the coordinates hours later um the silver star found the Ureng. And upon approach, no signs of life were visible. Efforts to contact the crew failed to... um, So, the Silver Star sent in a search party. And upon boarding, they discovered that the messages were obviously accurate. Um, The decks were littered with corpses who were found, quote-unquote, wide-eyed with horror, faces twisted into sheer terror, arms braced as if trying to fight off something. Um, the ship's dog was also found in the same state. It appeared to be mid-snarl. Um, the captain was found on his bridge. An engineering crews and radio operator were found at their respective stations. Um, all in the same state with the, you know, shocked expressions on their face, looking like they were trying to fight something off. Um, and another unusual thing that they noticed was that the local temperature was around 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but there was an ominous chill that was emanating from somewhere on board. Um, and while all the crew members on board had been found dead, none of them had any injuries to note of. So they were literally just all dead for no reason with these shocked and horrified expressions. On I their don't like that. Yeah. Um, another thing that somebody noted was that they seem to be decaying more quickly than they should be. Um, and there was no damage to the ship either. Um, so at this point they're like, okay, well this is fucking weird, but like, what are we going to do with the ship? So they decided to tow it for salvage. Um, so they, uh, tethered it to the Silver Star to tow it off for salvage and on the way... Uh, the ship went up in flames and sank to <gasps> seabed. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, so that's spooky. And um, I read a couple of different things where people are like, oh, this can't be true because of this, that, and the other thing. It was mostly like 
the whole time frame thing that seemed to be very, you know, there were a lot of different um, reports on when it happened, and so people were like, oh, well, it can't have actually happened because of the time frame and blah, 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 whatever thing. Um, but regardless, it's a spooky story, um, which led me to research other ghost ships and stuff like that. So that's creepy. Um, yeah, so that's super creepy. And then, yeah, I researched a couple more. The other one that I'm going to report on is the Flying Dutchman, which is yes. probably yes. one of the, the better known ghost ships out there. From Spongebob. Um, from Spongebob. So, for starters, uh, the a ghost ship is a vessel with no living crew aboard. Hashtag Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the Flying Dutchman. So, the story of that one is a captain of a ship sailing against him. Uh, what did I write? Do you ever just, like, look at your own notes and be like, what the fuck yeah, was I yeah. talking about? I That's why my mostly. Yeah, my notes say, a captain of a ship sailing against mm-hmm. a massive ship. <laughs> but I think the second ship was supposed to be Storm. Sailing <laughs> against a massive ship. <laughs> They're sailing against a massive... A mastiff. A mastiff ship. A dog. Massive. It, it was a mastiff ship. It was a ghost dog ship. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta catch that massive ship. So many dogs. <laughs> My dreams come true. Right. Jen wants oh, to captain the massive ship. Captain Jen Taco. Yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna try that another time. A captain of a ship sailing against a massive storm. Teamwork. <laughs> vows to pass the Cape of Good Hope, which is in the Cape Peninsula along South Africa. Um, He refused to turn back upon approaching this storm. Um, Quote, unquote, he held his course challenging the wrath of God Almighty by swearing a blasphemous oath. That comes from Occultopedia, which is a thing that I did not look up, but I feel like that's very interesting and would like to make more research into that. Um, the crew was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, you're really going to make us go into here? And so they, like, formed a mutiny on the ship. Um, and the captain pretty much immediately killed their quote-unquote rebel leader and was like, nah, don't mess with me, son. But as soon as the body hit the deck, a, like, eerie random voice spoke to the captain saying that he would be condemned to sail the oceans for all eternity with a crew of dead men, quote-unquote, bringing death to all who sight your spectral ship and to never make uh, port or no a moment's peace. And he did not give a single fuck. That's what my notes say. He did <laughs> not give a single fuck and said, amen to that. <laughs> Literally what the reports say. Um, those who sight... So, obviously, eventually it went down and whatever, and now it's due to sail the Earth for all of eternity. Um, People who sight this ship will, quote-unquote, most certainly die a gruesome death. Um, When people, when other ships see it, it reportedly glows red with a, it glows with a strange red light. You ever not be able to read your own notes the entire time you're reading them? Okay. So is this um, this one or the Mastiff ship? <laughs> this is the Mastiff ship. It glows red with a strange red light. It's like weird ass. It's extra red. Um, anyway, it leads other ships astray, causing them to crash on hidden rocks and reefs. Um, oh. And yeah, brings about a gruesome death to all of those who sight it. So 
That's another one. That, so don't uh, keep an eye. So don't keep an eye out. <laughs> don't keep an eye out for that one. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a little bit about some ghost ships. There are so many stories about different kinds of ghost ships. Um, another notable one is the Mary Celeste. That's probably like the most popular one. Yeah. I can make the research about that another time because there's a lot of information. I feel like that'd be a, a lot. Cool story. A lot of it. It would be a cool story to tell. But um, yeah, so that's just a, a little tiddly bit about some ghost ships. You did fucking great. That was Thank a you. good one. Thank you. I'm always here. I'm like a bride supporting you all. <laughs> nice. I don't like to wear for us. Neither do I. I'm here because I just feel I mean, like things get too wild. I may hurt you, but I support you. Oh, oh. Please don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Jerk me. She did. <laughs> she hurt me so good in here. I'm just saying, you gotta earn it. Gotta earn that right for Ghost Malone. Okay. I'm part of the yeah. Should we talk yes. about our logo? Yeah. We yeah. can talk about our logo. Okay. Go for it. Who wants so, to share? You go. I'll, I'll go. So, once upon a time, Kayla, Jennifer, and Rachel went to brunch, and we had many, many breakfast margaritas, and we decided that it was necessary for us to get a tattoo, and we didn't know what to get, because we literally thought of it on the spot, so we're, like, looking through, and... We almost got dinosaurs. We did almost get dinosaurs. So cool. <laughs> However... However, we found this little ghost He's guy. He's like a little kind of Charlie Brown sheet ghost looking guy. Yeah. And we were like, OMG, we have to get it. So we went and got it later that night. And we called him Ghost Malone. Ghost Malone before he was on the Ghost Adventures. Yes. Yeah. He did occur yeah. before that. Yes. So hashtag manifestation. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's the background behind our logo. And so Keaton was like, no, I need to get one. And Jennifer, what did you say? I said, Keaton, you got to earn that right. You asked if he was worthy. She said, are you worthy of it? Are you deserving of it? It was like full-on mythology, like, shit. But are you worthy? (laughs) You got to be, like, knighted. I feel like mythology, I feel like Thor came up twice, like, this time and the last time. Exactly. Or Thor thing. That's our thing. We should (laughs) get, like, a Norse... Maybe Ghost Malone should be holding Yulanir. Oh, yes. Where all of us pick something from mythology. Yes. Ooh, that's a fun. We should have like Norse and then Greek and then like Rome and just spread it out. Like just different episodes, maybe. Or we could just have a Celtic. Ooh, that's Icelandic. Ooh, Ooh. I had a whole mythology book for one of my mythology classes in college, and I don't know what I did with it, but I should find it. We know that Neil Gaiman one about Norse mythology, so oh, yeah. that one. Check it out my library. All right. Hashtag libraries. <laughs> we do have a library. Hashtag my piles. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget the piles. I feel like every single time, every single time I come over here, you guys add like two new books. I know. I saw this witches one that you have. Yeah. yeah. What so is that? I was gonna read that for my history class because. So I'm in a U.S. women's history class. Oh, get it, girl. And um, one of the books we were suggested to read for a book analysis paper was that book. But you're not allowed to pick the same one as somebody else, and some other bitch took it from me. <gasps> That's Ooh. so hashtag rude. Right. Hashtag rude. Hashtag rude. So I, I, and I had already bought it. So I was like, Aww. nice motherfucker. But it's okay, because I'm doing women in Hollywood, like early Hollywood, so I'm excited about that. That is exciting. Maybe after I read the witches thing, I'll 
do a thing about it. Maybe you will. We'll see what the what the life um, brings to us. Yes. That wasn't what I wanted to say, but I'm thinking about it now. Be life. <laughs> like when your life's <laughs> Did you have a story you wanted to share? No, that was it. <laughs> I didn't prepare any notes. Liar. That's like me. <laughs> Just kidding. I prepare my notes like the next day. After. I know you do. You're so prepared. I'm a planner. I love that about you. Thank you. I'm a procrastinator. Um, actually, this one took me a long time to decide because I went through like three different things and I... I wanted to do the Velisca Axe Murders, but I've heard so many podcasts about that one, so I was like, maybe I shouldn't, or, like, save it for another time, so I did, like, most of the research for that, and then I was like, nah, and then I went to Redbox, and I found this movie called I Am Elizabeth Smart. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Elizabeth Smart? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to do my story about her, but I was watching the movie while I did my research, so it kind of adds a... Yes. Can I just tell you, I can see all of your bullet points on your little note taker, and I am like so totally impressed by. <laughs> you look at my right? That's what my was like. Too. Why are you so like? You're that? so like, impressive. I'm a college student. I have to be college grad. She's the most impressive. Oh, you're a college grad too. I I have an associates, and I'll graduate again. I got pocket full of sunshine. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all yours. I got a pocket full of lint. <laughs> oh, even better. That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you should clean that out. But then I have nothing but a pocket. <laughs> so now you have a pocket of opportunity. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Yeah, my we're done. This is it. Okay, that does scare by everybody. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's right. It's a good story. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so Elizabeth Smart was born November 3rd, 1987. I don't know why I always include their birthday, but I do because I, I want to make them feel like a special. Yeah. special. A special. You want to make them feel special. It gives them like a. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, what was that birthday? November 3rd, 1987. Oh. That's not your birthday. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is it your birthday in March? It's in March. March. <laughs> so that's, that's not no. it. I think it's closest to mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I almost said... Well, no, you were born in 1901. <laughs> I almost thought you said the same one as, as we might think of. Oh, what was that? November 22nd, oh. Okay. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. That would have been cool. Fortunately. So it was sweet. not meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was. Are you done yet? Yeah. Continue, ma'am, please. Okay. So, she was pretty smart. For physical fitness and academics, she Ooh. played the harp. Ooh, I'm saying like it, like she's dead. She's not dead, so I oh. just spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was a good kid. I put that. She was a good oh, kid. Good kid. <laughs> well, something. Only crazy. good kids play the harp. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's, it's statistically. That's correct. how you know you're pure at heart. <laughs> yeah. Pure heart. <laughs> Wow. We're really playing <laughs> all <tonight>. the cards. <laughs> Could that be our episode name? Pure of Harp. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. 
say it in my story now. <laughs> okay. Your part. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> he wrote the D. She was this. a good kid. She was a good. That was kid. the last thing he said. Okay, so she was abducted from her home in the middle of the night in Salt Lake City, That's Utah, a good at the age of 14 in 2002. So, Brian David Mitchell and his wife, Wanda Barzi, held her captive for, captive for nine months until she was rescued later, nine months later, 2003. So, she had been taken away from her from her point at night. <laughs> So she had been taken from her home at Knife Point by Mitchell. Her younger sister, Mary Catherine, was in the same room but sleeping or pretending to sleep and she saw the entire thing. And she claimed to have seen an average height white man, 30 or 40 years old with dark hair. He heard Mitchell threatening her and asking her or and her asking him why he was doing this. Uh, she, she could hear them speaking, but they were very quiet, but she could also tell that the man had a very familiar voice. Um, she uh, Later, after they left, or he, she heard the door shut, and then she tried to go in the hallway, but they were in the hallway, so she went back and hid under her bed for a couple hours, and then finally came up, or came out of her room and went to her parents' room and told her about it, and they were like, nah, bitch, that didn't happen, and she Don't was like, yeah, <laughs> she was like, come on, guys, and then they went to the window of their room, and they saw that it was cut, the screen was cut with a knife, um, so, there was a so yeah, so Mitchell took her into the woods um, with Bars, Wanda Barzi. I'm gonna call her Barzi just so everybody knows. Um, so little background on Mitchell before I continue on to the kidnapping story or the captivity. Um, so he was born October 18, 1953, in Salt Lake City. He was the third of six children of a Mormon family. Um, his father was kind of crazy. He used to show Mitchell explicit photos from a me- medical journal to teach about sex. What? And to teach about independence, he would take him to an unfamiliar place, drop him off, and make him come home by himself. Okay. Yeah, so he's kind of crazy. Um, at 16, Mitchell exposed himself to a child and was sent to a juvenile hall. At 19, he was married and had two children, then divorced, but was re- boarded the custody of the kids. Um, he lived in New Hampshire for a while, and then he joined the Hare Krishna commune, which is a crazy commune. A crazy commune? Yeah. <clears throat> it sounds a little crazy. Yeah. Um, he had drug and alcohol abuse, um, so he returned to Salt Lake City to seek sobriety from brother, from brother, <laughs> from his brother. Mitchell then had two more children with another girl, Debbie, 
who claimed he was abusive, and then they divorced. And then later, Debbie claimed that he sexually abused their three-year-old son and also one of Debbie's daughters. Um, so the day that they got divorced, he or finalized, their divorce finalized, he married Wanda Barzi. Wanda Barzi was a 40-year-old divorcee with six children. Her children claimed she was a mon- monster. One of them said that she made her... Uh, she fed one of their pet rabbits for dinner to them. So. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, so together they were actively involved in Latter-day Saints Church. Their extreme, their religious views were very extreme. Afterward, or after a while, they left the church. And Mitchell claimed he was a prophet of God, going by the name Emmanuel, and started to have an appearance like Jesus. He was wearing robes, had a beard, and Barzi went by Hepzibah, 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 something like that. Sounds right. Um, so, immediately Mitchell, um, after he took her they, and they went into the woods, he would, he continued, he raped Smart, and she claimed that he raped her every day, sometimes twice a day. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, she was also tied up and threatened with death of her or her family if she attempted to escape, and he forced her to watch pornographic films. Um, he told Smart he was an angel and a Davidian god who would emerge in seven years, be, spo- be stoned by a mob, and lie dead in the streets for three days, and then rise up and kill the Antichrist. Mitchell insisted that she was the first of many virgin brides he planned to kidnap who who would accompany him in the battle against the Antichrist. Um, So they shackled her to a tree and forced her her to take a different biblical name, so she went by Esther. Um, They... My notes are kind of out of order. That's <laughs> so, okay. I couldn't fucking read my notes. <laughs> um, Barzi and Mitchell would have sex in front of Smart, and they just... Smart later referred to Barzi as the most evil woman she had ever met. Um, so kind of a pause in that. I watched the I Have Elizabeth Smart movie, mm-hmm. um, which is a Lifetime movie, by the way. Um, but it was really cool because it actually had Elizabeth Smart in it, and she was like, basically, like you know, the Emperor's in Groove, like yeah. how Cusco would just stop the movie and be like, no, this is what's going on. She did that with her movie, and she basically was like, you know, like I tried to escape so many times, and I there was nothing I could do but be forced to agree with them, right, and do things that they wanted me to do and she like made it very clear she was like I didn't get Stockholm Syndrome I did it for my own well-being like I was aware of everything I wasn't being yeah. stupid by having Stockholm or you know like having Stockholm Syndrome yeah. but um so then they started to trust her um they fed her sometimes they would get her drunk sometimes um she did ex- try to escape many times and then they would like chain her up and not feed her, not give her water and stuff, so that was intense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
So they had Mitchell and Barzi would take Smart out into public sometimes, but then they would um, make her and Barzi wear veils and robes to conceal any familiarity. And one time when they were at a library, a police detective confronted them, but he, but Mitchell stated that they could not remove the veils for religious reasons, and women were prohibited to speak in public. And during that, while that conversation was happening, Barzi was holding on to Smart's legs, making sure that she would not talk. Um, and once the officer left in the movie, she said that she felt like all folk had walked out the door. Yeah. Um, they even went to a party, um, and she was photographed with the veil on, so that's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. Um. She was, like, right there, and nobody could, like, nobody knew it was her, right. and she couldn't do anything and about it, and no one else could. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Um, so, Mitchell decided that, or, no, he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord had told them that they needed to move to San Diego in the middle of the a dry creek bed, and he went out to go get food or something, and he was gone for three days, and Barzi and Smart were just sitting there basically dying because he had left them, and he got arrested for breaking into a church, which is why he had to come back, and <laughs> um, he even, he had told Smart after that that he had prayed to the Lord and the Lord had told him that they should move to Boston. And Smart convinced him to pray to the Lord more and say, you know, I think he told me that we should go back to Salt Lake City. Um, so eventually they went back to Salt Lake City right. because of her. Yeah. Oops, smartly. Um, so on October, in October of 2002, her sister Mary Catherine remembered the guy, um, Emmanuel. Uh, as somebody who their family had hired to work on the roof and rake leaves yeah, for a day. Yeah, I heard the, um, and that's why we drank it. Uh, Christine did something to that. But yeah. I guess the girl was like, oh, wait, now I know where I recognize that guy from. Yeah. And then she was like, everybody, yeah. this is the thing. And then didn't they find her, like, very shortly after that? Uh, yeah, so it was in March. Um, they spotted Mitchell because he was obviously in all the wanted lists and stuff and two witnesses had seen them and so detectives I think they were like at a store and once they came out there were all these police outside and she smart was like all disguised and stuff and they were like are you Elizabeth Smart and she was like yeah I am and but like it took her a really long time to say it because she was so scared yeah. because that um Mitchell and Barzi were there but the police had taken and so, by the time they took him, she was like, yeah, I'm Elizabeth Smart. Oh. And so, it was an intense movie. I really do recommend it. It's really good. So how um, long did they have her? They had her for nine months. Oh, damn. So, <clears throat> Mitchell um, was arrested. He, had, he went under competency evaluation, and they had decided that he was not competent for trial. What? Yeah, because he was crazy. Um, but the court superseded him and found him competent. 
They wanted a plea deal for 10 to 15 years, but prosecution refused to drop the sexual assault charges, which, thank goodness, yeah. was. Um, and then Mitchell began to act out in court, and but he was fine in jail, so they knew that he was really okay. He was just acting out for no reason. Um, and then they re-entered him into a mental hospital, and he was fine. Um, and then they claimed that Mitchell was unfit for trial after screaming at a judge. Um, and then they tried to put, like, forcible medication on him to restore his mental competency. Yeah. Um, but I guess he didn't qualify. But finally, in March 2010, seven years later, the trial began, and then in October of 2010, he was convicted. He was found guilty of kidnapping and sexual assault and sentenced to two life terms in federal prison. And then Barzi, they also said that she was unfit for trial, but then they did forcible medication on her, and she was fine. Finally, in November 2009, she agreed to plead guilty to assisting the kidnapping of Elizabeth Smart as a plea bargain, and she was sentenced to 15 years in federal prison. Um, I guess she was in a medical center for a while, and she finally went to Utah State Prison. And her sentence will expire in 2024. She had a poor parole hearing in 2018 uh, in June. And she didn't show up. She refused to meet with a psychologist. Okay. Um, that was her case, I'm sure. Yeah, so she was not approved for parole. Right. But she's 72 years old now, so she should just quit. Yep. Um, but acting like a fool, Barzi. So... Now, Elizabeth Smart, I think she's pretty cool, though, because she's very active. She's an activist for child safety, and yeah. uh, she contributes to ABC News, mainly focusing on missing persons. Her case also helped the Amber Alert thing to be issued, yeah. which is super cool. Um, she founded the Elizabeth Smart Foundation, which, claim, which aims to support the Internet Crimes Against Children's Task Force and to edu educate Children about violent and sexual crime. Um, she had, she went to a human trafficking conference in 2013, and she emphasized that indiv individual self-worth is the most important thing to keep. Like, if you are ever, like, in this situation of human trafficking, you would need to understand your self-worth, and then you will be able to get out of it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she's gone on missions for the Mormon Church. She published a book in 2018. She's married and she has two children, and she just announced the pregnancy of her third child. Aww. And that is Elizabeth Smart. And I only did her because I just watched the Lifetime movie. I am Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, that's it. That's wow. good. Yeah, that's really good. That's like, ugh, that's so crazy. I know. I just think that like he was so delusional about like yeah. the whole like. Jesus being like wanting me to do this. Right. Like, no, that's reminds yeah. me of the hands being too. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. So Oh, I'm glad she's got like a I mean as horrible and terrible and all that is like she's got like a happy like right. ending, you know. Yeah, and like even in the movie she was like, This isn't define me. Like yeah. this isn't she's like it's something that happened to me, but now yeah. she's like 
she's she sounds like she's like living her best life. Yeah. Like she's you know helping other people. Yeah. 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 Get it, girl. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Yen Yen, <laughs> Jen Taco. Oh, she's got to take a tea break. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Let's all take a tea break. We'll, we'll be break. back after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm ready. Okay. So am I. <laughs> Are you? Yes. Which one did you do? Uh, I did the Navajo Skinwalkers. <gasps> Ooh. Um, From over here, it looks like it says Ninja Skinwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like Ninja Skinwalkers. <laughs> and then I also drew all over my page. And I have... Did you get bored? No. I was just listening to you. I like to doodle because it helps me focus on your voice. Does it say Jesus? No, it doesn't Um, say Jesus. Oh, my, I think I need to take out my contacts. They've been in in my eyes too long. (laughs) Start to see Jesus. (laughs) It's what you know to take about. Okay. So mine is about the Navajo skinwalkers of the four corners. Um, it's a legend that, excuse me, sir, you want to sit down? You just got Keaton casually perusing the cupboards for snacks. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Come sit down. Um, so Skinwalker is a half man, half animal that uh, shapeshifts into either form, whatever form they want to be in. Um, so Navajo skinwalkers are shape-shifting creatures, um, and they're very, it is very rare for the people of the Navajo tribe to talk about skinwalkers to anyone outside of the tribe. Um, but there's been a lot of cases of people seeing skinwalkers. Um, so skinwalkers are people of the Navajo that want to become one. They're not forced to be one. They're not cursed. They actually volunteer to become one. Um, also put that they're not, it's not transmitted through like a bite or like a zombie because a lot of people thought that it was kind of similar to that. Um, like people are just out there biting each other and turning them <laughs> into skinwalkers. Right. No, these people are uh, willing to perform extraordinary rights of evil in order to achieve Whoa. the shape-shifting form. So it's like not a not a positive thing. Uh, no, it's not. It's a very... I'll get into it. Okay. I'll get into it. I'm just gonna... Uh, so there's multiple <laughs> legends behind the origin of the Skinwalker. One is that the Navajo mastered shape-shifting in order to escape um, persecution and relocation. Another origin is that the Navajo believe in the Nsazi curse, which the Nsazi, which is another tribe, um, were responsible for the prevailing witchcraft in the Navajo tribes. Hmm. Um, and the skinwalkers actually use the off-limit Nsazi ruins and grave sites to gain certain powers. Oh. So what kinds it's kind of it's kind of like a you know, I don't know. I didn't specify what kind of powers. It's kind of like it's kind of like gang wars in a way. Yeah, all I'm picturing right now, and this is like super fucking nerdy, is you remember the books 
search for revenge. Um, after becoming a skinwalker, they are forever banished from the tribe. Okay. Whoa. Because it's like a negative thing to become yeah. in the tribe. Okay. They're like, because well, it's like super far, evil. Super evil. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think I might become Skinwalkers I'm can... I'm going to banish you from our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, it's said to get rid of shape or um, skinwalkers is burn cedar. So when you do that, burn cedar. Mm. Um, <laughs> don't burn cedar. That's, that's not good. <laughs> Kayla said absolutely, not. absolutely. Not. Skinwalkers can shapeshift into any animal they want. Most common, most common animals are um, a coyote, a wolf, cougar, fox, owl, and crow. Um, pelts of these animals are. Widely restricted from the Navajo, the Navajo tribe. Um, in animal, <laughs> in animal form, the eyes of a skinwalker are distinctive, distinctively human, but in human form, they have eyes of like the animal they become. Ooh, that's eerie. Legends say skinwalkers can body snatch you. Oh, can you drink that any louder, Zuki? She's a thirsty hoe. She is going for it. Suki. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Her mascot was being disruptive. Legend <laughs> says skinwalkers can body snatch you or take possession of a person's body when your eyes lock. When your eyes lock? Yeah. So, like, right now when As our I'm eyes are locked, at you. Yeah. are you trying to take possession of my body? That, yeah. Buddy, you don't want to be in here, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> While locking eyes, legends also say that skinwalkers can read your thoughts or even mimic perfectly another person's voice in your head. Um, they're also believed to use voodoo-like tactics to manipulate vi- victims, such as taking a piece of their, their victim's hair Wrapping it around a pottery shard and burying it into a tarantula hole. A tarantula hole. That's yeah. very specific. Yes. Well, I mean, specific. It, so, <laughs> very specific. So they're like in the four corners. So you gotta think like no. Arizona and all right. that. All the deserts. So a lot of tarantulas. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my favorite kind of hole. It's the only kind of hole. Skinwalkers are malicious and known for assaulting cars uh, that are driving through reservation land. Uh, causing car accidents. Um, I was also reading that on one when you see a skinwalker, it is better to either stop and stop or turn around, because if you keep going on, you the skinwalker will disappear, and a shaman will appear in your backseat and you'll oh instantly crash. 
That's something I get so spooked about that when I'm driving at night. Not like a shaman specifically. <laughs> <laughs> like, all Anyone? the time, like looking up in the rear view, and I'm like, I'm gonna see somebody fucking looking back at me. Drive? Like, oh my god, my, my I like seat. look in my back seat like so many times too. Yeah. Like, cause I'm like, like, see, but the thing is, is no one's gonna crawl their happy ass in my Jeep's back seat. Right. I've no done it many times. My back seat. <laughs> <laughs> likes to sit in your Jeep's back seat. <laughs> I like your back seat. <laughs> <laughs> It just hangs out there sometimes. At the taco lighter. And then finally, to get rid of a skinwalker, you have to use a bullet that is dipped in white ash. White ash. White, white ash. ash. Not white <laughs> ash. It's not like you just put it on there. On there. Roll it right off that ass. <laughs> no. White ash. <laughs> ass. Um, well, yeah. So you shoot him with a bullet dipped in white ass. <laughs> so come see my booty. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. So that's how do you? So how would you identify it from like a like a regular animal on the side of the road? Like because it has human like eyes. Yeah. Oh. And then also, um, a lot of them will be like in cross shape shifting. So it'll have like so it'll be like human but with animal body parts. Yeah. Like people see. <laughs> There were reports of, like, a little old lady standing by the road hitchhiking, and this guy went to go pull over and see if she was okay. And she, like, bolted over a fence like a gazelle. And, wow. Like, went <laughs> no, miles. Back. I was like, damn, Grandma, you got, you got speed, man. I told you to stop drinking. When I was a kid, there was, like, I think it was in one of those scary stories to tell in the dark or something like that books, oh, but... Something like that. Suki, hey. Come here. Play the shit together, girlfriend. She's done with her bone now, so now she thinks she can do whatever she wants. But anyway, when I was a kid, there was, like, some story that my sister would tell when we were having, like, sleepovers with our across-the-street neighbors, and, you know, she was trying to scare us and stuff, and it was, like, there was some girl who, like, came and was sitting down with, like, these people, and I don't remember if it was, like, for dinner or something like that. Um, but then, like, they got, like, weird vibes off of her, and then one of them noticed that she had, like, deer hooves as feet and stuff like oh, that. So I wonder just... if that was, like, a skinwalker kind of... No, that's just Satan. Oh. <laughs> like, was the, it deer like hooves the story? or, like, goat? She said Ooh. deer hooves, not goat hooves. Like, the story that... <laughs> <laughs> the story where they were playing cards with the guy, and yes. she looked down and saw he had hooves, and then he, like... She had like, married to him. Right, and she was like, wait, what? And then he, like, instead of answering any questions, like, shot through the roof of the house and took off. What? <laughs> he jumped through the roof of the house and was gone. So, a podcast that we really love is, and that's why we drink, and they covered this story, and it's a really good thing. You should go listen to it. I want to go it. listen to it. I'll make a research and send you, like, a link about it. Yeah. Ridiculous, it's but. so funny. <laughs> like, I wish that I could do that instead of answering questions. Like just <laughs> my mouth was like my jaw was like on the ground from that story. Right? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's funny. But yeah, so that's skinwalkers. It's like just a legend and myth, and there's just so many stories about people seeing them on the side of the road, especially yeah. if you're driving alone at night. So yeah. Uh, so never drive alone at night. So here's my question. Here's my question. First of all, never draw, never draw alone at night. That's all. Well, that scary. like excludes my career path there. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, here's my question. So, in the event that I'm driving 
alone at night, and I see an animal on the side of the road that might or might not be a skinwalker, but I have to look at their eyes to tell if they're a skinwalker or not. But if I make eye contact with them, they're going to take over my brain. How do I win in that situation? I'm just saying hit him. <laughs> okay. Don't take the chance. Jen's advice is hit. hit all animals you see on the snowboard. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't condone that. No, no, that. Uh. <laughs> Even if they're not a skidwalker, you gotta do it. You just you can't take any chances. I mean, if you're driving in like a reservation highway, like goes to a reservation, so just change lanes. And I mean, that's going. like yeah. <laughs> You gotta turn around. Do like a U turn in the middle of the highway. Flip a bitch, Flip a bitch in the like, highway. Oh, I missed that gas station. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't look there. at your eyes, no. <laughs> you were mistaken. But yeah, those are skin walkers. Actually, cool. <laughs> yeah, those are skin <laughs> um, So, like, honestly, I was kind of scared to do this one because people, I. I mentioned it to some people, and they were like, what is a skinwalker? They were thinking it was like... They were thinking like people that like sliced off someone's skin and wore it. Actually, I almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Actually, no. That's another murder, but I was going (gasps) to do him next week, but I might not. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I think I know what I'm going to do next week, which is not what I was going to say. Yeah. It's... <laughs> that was a good story. That was yeah. a good story. I mean, it wasn't a story. It's just like a history lesson, as brief as can good be. History lesson. Yes. My history. History with Jen. Jen. History with Yen. With Yen. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. So. So here we are, episode right. two. I'm so proud of us for getting our shit together and actually doing another episode. I know, um, and it was like the next week. Yeah. <laughs> like give a shout out to all those people that have come up to me and say hey like I actually did listen to your podcast um thanks for all the support yeah, yeah. seriously I appreciate it I've had a couple people come up to me too and they're like wow I love it I love you guys I only talked to one person that's not you guys but she also thought it was good okay, yeah so thank you for listening and supporting us and I want to get a shout out to all the people who told me I would never make it you were right. <laughs> well, on, that note, <laughs> on that note, that's the shit that's, that happens. That's the shit, the shit that, that happens. That's the shit that happens. You always well, say it so much better. I know. It's because I like it like that. Bye. Bye. Bye.